Hi, it's Peter Vesey. You're listening to Double Clutch Podcast. Don't believe anything these guys say. Maybe it's an English-American thing. It was not an English-American thing. In London is NBA. In Africa is NBA. In China is NBA. In For real, the NBA, the Nationwide Basketball. National Basketball Association. I'm not going to tell you again, okay? National Basketball Association, okay? Thank you. In your opinion. So... It's a fact. You have a growing fan base who, of basketball fans and, and an enormously passionate sports culture here in Britain as well. How much passion is there really for the NBA over here? It has a huge global following, right? right. Or at least it's done pretty well in China, but it struggled to make an impact in the UK. You sound skeptical. <laughs> um, but you see, because we're soccer fans, I right. shouldn't say that. I'll get smacked for saying that. We're football fans here. We, in the we UK. call it football. Okay. But, um, how many springs? It doesn't have any springs in it. Why does it bounce then? It's air. There's air in the ball. Well, there's air in the swimmer. How come the swimmer ain't bouncing? Yo, man, don't play ahead, yo. It's because I was from the UK. Hello and welcome to episode 53 of the Double Clutch Podcast. We apologise, didn't bring you a show last... Uh, didn't bring you? Didn't bring you a show last Thursday. But we did bring you the first How's Your Game. And by all accounts, it's gone down pretty well with people because that was... a. Uh, it was a good laugh recording that with Nick and Brent, and uh, I'm sure everyone enjoyed it. But anyway, I'm your usual host, Matt Smashed. I'm joined today by the other Matt. We have Mr. Matthew Bates. Hello there. How you doing? I'm good. I'll say more than one word today in the intro. Recovering from the snow, are you? Uh, yeah, the, the the one hour downpour of it, and now it yeah, it's, <laughs> now it's just slosh. Complete English slosh. Yes. <laughs> anyway, we've got a few things to talk about today. We'll be talking about all the hirings and firings, or the firings, should I say, that have been going on in the league over the past week. And then we'll be breaking down the slam dunk contest field and Bates is going to explain to you the new rules regarding the dunk contest this year. So we'll start off with the Cleveland Cavaliers because we did have a couple of questions on Twitter. The Cleveland Cavaliers have fired general manager Chris Grant and appointed vice president of basketball operations David Griffin as acting GM, the team announced last Thursday. Just added to the, the problems in Cleveland, isn't it, at the moment? Because there's little chance that the Wild Deng's going to sign uh, Willie Trencher at Willie Trencher on Twitter, sent us a link with an article to the the, the Wild Deng situation and they don't seem to have any options regarding you know their team at the moment and what they're going to do there's been rumours that Kyrie's peed off and then you've got all the other guys just not getting along and they've got a, a really interesting roster lineup this year because it's not turned out how it was supposed to be has it? it was supposed to be a dead playoff seed yeah well, someone needed to go in Cleveland, and I think Chris Grant was the scapegoat. I'm not saying that he didn't really deserve it, but they didn't want to fire Mike Brown, the head coach, because they're already paying for one or two other coaches that they've fired in the last few years. He's right, he signed another five years, I think, as well. Yeah, yeah, it's a big contract as well, so they would be paying him for a long time. Uh, but you just look at some of the moves that Chris Grant made, especially in the draft. They got... Number one pick, Kyrie Irving, which, yeah, is a pretty much superstar. Untradeable, well, with a question mark. Uh, <laughs> then, then in the same draft, they got either Dion Waiters or Tristan Thomas, who is a starting, if we're talking Tristan Thomas, is a starting forward for a third of the teams of the year, in the league. Oh, maybe yeah. half of them. Then Dion Waiters is, I think, is a good sixth man to have. I don't really think he's a building block for anyone. And then uh, we all know what happened this year when they had the number one draft pick, which was Anthony Bennett. So he's not made out of four top five picks in three, year, three or four years. You expect a bit of a better 
line up than what they've got if you just look at the Oklahoma City Thunder to name a team that have, pr- have pretty much done the same thing that Cleveland did and come out with better results. Yeah, when you build from the draft, you kind of rely on the picks not being duds, and at the moment, Anthony Bennett's looking a bit like a dud. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's not playing great. I mean, he's only 20 years old, so there's obviously, there's still massive ceiling yeah. there, but whether he can do anything with it or not. Yes. I mean, Mafia Deladova's been, you know, quite impressive, and then you've got the other guys in there who are rookies who just, we haven't really seen a lot of. Anthony Better's, Anthony Better, Anthony Bennett has been playing a, l- a bit better in the recent weeks he's actually scored points <laughs> i think he had 11 points 10 points in maybe in the last five games and stuff and they all they're starting to win now but i don't really see this as a playoff team i think uh hollinger who does hollinger's stat does the playoff standings percentages on it's a very complex stat. no one really understands how he does it but it looks like they going into that into last night they had 2.9 percent of making the playoffs Nice. That's not a great figure. There's so many teams that are sp- that would that impressed us in the off season that just haven't even got out the starting blocks. And they're 18 and 33 at the moment. They've won their last two. The last one they won was Sunday night against Memphis, where they won they won it quite easily in the end. But... Which is a good a good which is a good win. I know they were out Mike without Mike Connolly the Grizzlies, but beating the Grizzlies any any day of the week is a good win. Yeah. So they can they can they can put it together and they can win big games. It's just you know. When they haven't got Farage out on the court, they look a different team. And when Kyrie's not playing well, they play badly. And yeah. they kind of they've got this two-star mentality now, where they've got Deng and Kyrie, and they don't really they're not used to playing like that. So and Deng isn't happy either. Well, I don't. That's the thing. I don't <laughs> think they're going to get any time to settle in because if it just keeps getting worse, then Deng's just going to hop the ship and you know jump ship in the summer. So yeah, because there's there's going to be tons of teams that would happily take Luardo. Yeah, uh, and a team that's been thrown around there, tr- just inquiring a little bit about Dengue's the Golden State Warriors, which would be scary if they were to get him. David yeah. Lee's David David Lee's been thrown around for that. Igadola and Deng, <laughs> both defensively, would be very scary. But David Lee's a good asset to have. Yeah, he is, but he's got he's still one of the last albatross contracts in the league, which is ridiculous. It's it's a very big. <laughs> contract he's not that productive on the defensive end but yeah he gets you 20 and 10 a night so he's definitely yeah. a good asset to have well Luol Deng will obviously have options this summer but whether he has options at the money and what they can get for him I, d- I don't know because he got offered that offer from the Bulls didn't he but mm. didn't didn't take it so that's an interesting one um, another firing this was a head coach role uh, Maurice Cheeks uh, sorry Maurice Cheeks lost his job on Sunday night after uh, less than a well basically a pretty Poor year. They're below 500. The Detroit Pistons, aren't they? So, but this, this is quite funny because we were. Watch, I was watching. I think I was watching NBA on TNT. I think it was on at the time, mm-hmm. and it came across the bottom that this had happened. And then all the players, like the, the Detroit players, that they were taking the tweets from the Twitter accounts, and they were like, "What is this? Is this yeah. happening? Is this real? Is like, is this serious?" Bra- so, Brandon Jennings had the best one. <laughs> I think it was just, "Wait, what?" <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's not solely to blame for Detroit. Problems. I mean, a lot of it has to fall on Joe Dumas because he's just tried to throw everything into this season to get to the playoffs, and it hasn't really happened. I mean, they acquired Josh Smith, and then they went out and traded for Brandon Jennings, and then they filled it, filled the roster with all these sort of ill-fitted players, and it hasn't worked out for them. No, it's, it's not. They, um, they, we, when we were going into the season, we thought we did think that this team would be good and may, and maybe 
pushing for a home court spot in the playoffs. But we always said that it could either go one or two ways. It could be the most, uh, it could be very successful, very entertaining, or it could be boring and not successful. And I think it went for the latter in the this case. Well, they're twenty-two and twenty-nine, so they're they're tied for the the eighth seed, I think it is, with Charlotte. So they but, can still feasibly sneak into the playoffs, but whether they they can't, I don't think they can get home court home court advantage now. Home court advantage, and I don't really think they make much noise in the playoffs either. They could win a game. That's about it. <laughs> but just... but Murray's cheeks again, like Chris Grant in Cleveland, he was another a bit. I know they he wasn't. He didn't really have the locker room behind him, but he was another scapegoat for the poor, uh, by the poor performance this year by the Cavs. Because Joe Dumas, I know he did win that, he did get that 2004 team together, which was, again, mismatch of players like Rasheed Wallace, Ben Wallace, Rip Hamilton, Chauncey Billups, and Tejan Prince. But since then, and since that run that they had where they were making the Eastern Conference Finals, he has made some terrible decisions. You look at the Ben Gordon, Charlie Villanueva, Gillette, Villanueva contract, they're still albatross and they're still, they're still on the team and they're still paying them and they're not getting much from either of them. Well, Ben Gordon's not on the team anymore. I was going to say, Ben Gordon's playing for the Bobcats, isn't he? Yeah, Charlie, well, Charlie Villanueva. (laughs) Yeah, but it's just, they, and they didn't get anything for when they actually traded Ben Gordon, so he has made a lot of mistakes recently, Joe Dumas. And this is the fourth coach, I think, in, not many years for the for the Pistons. I think they're the most hired, fired and hired coach team. Because the so they seem to have a new one like every seven months, seven eight months. <laughs> yeah. It's just like a natural progression with them. But I don't know. I think they had the right idea going all in for the season because I think this year's the year where they could probably have capitalised on that. But mm-hmm. it's just it's not happened for them. But then again, we we said Brooklyn wouldn't get a playoff spot, and they're sort of sneaking themselves back in there with you know a fantastic 2014 so far. So. Anything is possible. 30 more games of the regular season, anything can happen. Yeah, there's also been uh, reports that Knicks coach Mike Woodson expects to be fired by the All-Star break. This is coming out from all different places. And even he said he's just given up, you know, trying to combat it. Uh, Mike Woodson is 91-64 and 64 since taking over from Mike D'Antoni in 2012 and 7-10 and in the playoffs. And they're not doing too badly at the moment. But they're not doing very good either. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Especially compared to last season where they, where they were a bit of a force, when they were a force in the regular season. But the coach, the players do like him and so do the fans. It's just, I think really the big, the big problem in New York is James Dolan. We all know that. But once again, it, you, it's, it's a shame for coaches because whenever players aren't playing well and they're not getting wins, you're not going to fire a player. You're always going to fire, fire the coach. Mm. Or you're not going to fire the general manager, well, unless you're Cleveland. <laughs> yeah, unless you're Cleveland. <laughs> I don't know. The Knicks are a massive organization, so I just think anything that happens there gets blown out of proportion. But you look at his record for the last few seasons, and it's been, it, it's been good. I mean, the fact that they were the play, uh, they were a strong playoff seed last year kind of shocked a lot of people, I think. So the, the fact that there's been a big drop off this year has just been, no one expected this, I don't think. No. Not at all. I know you, they have dealt with quite a lot of injuries, but even when they were fully healthy, they still weren't playing well. Well, yeah, they, that's the thing. They didn't really lose anyone. I mean, they lost Copeland in the off season, but that was about it from memory. And then they've got an added, you know, Metal LPs who brings great defense, and then Andre Barniani. They just exactly. they seem to have added all yeah. these pieces, and nothing's happened with the team that they had last year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I always thought. 
Well, they're not making as many freezers as they did last year. They're taking the same amount. They're just not making it as many. Freezers, which was a big, which was a big part to the you, you team live and last year. by the three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Charles Barkley loves to say. Um, <laughs> yeah, they haven't. They haven't really lost, as you said. They haven't really lost anyone. But I think last year could have been a flash in the pan for them because they were because their whole offense was pretty much decided on three pointer. And as you said, you live and die by it. So I don't know. I don't think this. I think we we definitely overestimated this team going into the season this year, but I think that we should have seen it coming, not maybe this as bad as it is, but maybe maybe we should have seen them struggling quite a bit more than having success, which we thought they'd be a home court advantage team. Yeah, I think the Knicks are an odd one. I don't, they don't look like sneaking back into a playoff spot either because they can't consistently string together wins. They just seem to win one, lose one, win two, lose two. It's just all over the place. Higgledy-piggledy this year. And they and this is the year that they really have to win because they haven't got any draft picks and it's a good draft so technically they should they they have to win. Well, you look at the Eastern Conference right now. Charlotte are the eighth seed. I mean, going back to last year or the year before, we'd be laughing if someone said yeah. next year Charlotte are going to sneak into the eighth or seventh seed. I mean, that was that was the buck spot, wasn't it? And they're currently nine and forty-two at the bottom of the Eastern Conference. So tied for the worst record ever. They only need one win not to be. Uh, and the Sixers got that in 76 or something. No, 80 something. I was going to say, they've, they've got the worst record in the league by a long way. I mean, even mm-hmm. Sacramento and Utah have both won 17 games, which is eight more than what the Bucks have won. So. And two more than the Sixers. <laughs> that Western Conference strength is just, you know, it's, it's a different level. There's so mm-hmm. many teams above 30 in the Western Conference, and you've got, what, two in the Eastern Conference? So. Mm-hmm. Even Toronto, who have been great recently, can't, haven't got above 30 yet. So, <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, moving on to the uh, slam dunk contest field. Um, the participants are, and we, we, got, we all got quite excited over some of this. So, mm-hmm. um, Terrence Ross from Toronto Raptors, Paul George of the Indiana Pacers, Damian Lillard of the Portland Trailblazers, John Wall of the Washington Wizards, Harrison Barnes of the Golden State Warriors, and Ben McLemore of the Sacramento Kings. Yeah, I did say Macklemore this time. I'm getting get, get there. <laughs> um, it's an interesting field, I think. There's I, certainly a lot of talent in there. I don't think we could have asked for a better one. I think it's got everything that you want in a dunk contest. You've got star power with <clears throat> with three all-stars, Paul George, Damian Lillard, and John Wall. Uh, it's also got people that we know, that we've seen being able to dunk, which Ben Macklemore... Macklemore. We've seen, <laughs> we've seen, we, <clears throat> we've seen a few in-game dunks from him in limit. Well, when he gets minutes, and we've seen a few YouTube clips of him. And then we've got the defending champion, which is always good to have. We've got Terence Ross, who has released a little bit of a video of him doing a <clears throat> East Bay off the side of the backboard, which looks insane. And then Harrison Barnes, who probably had one of the top three dunks of the year last year. So I think the field we couldn't really have asked for more. Obviously, you want LeBron in. You want. Blake Griffin back in, but I think I don't. I don't think you can complain about this field. I don't know. I think a lot of the players we want in are these uh, in-game dunkers. So, like Russell Westbrook and players like that, I just can't see them doing the dunk contest because their dunks are more taking advantage of poor defense or something like that during the game. Whereas <coughs> Terrence Ross, you know, he's shown before that he can do a standstill dunk, and yeah. that's just what we want to see. I think Lillard's the odd one out. I don't, yeah. I think you just you just described Lillard when you were talking about in-game dunks. That's why I'm actually pretty excited to see him more than anyone else, just to see what he actually does. 
Well, he's he's doing everything, isn't he? He's the first <laughs> person ever, I think, to participate in yeah. every event. <laughs> which is which is he's young, but he, I'm sure he's going to be tired. Yeah, I bet the Portland general management crew are like, "Damn it! Why didn't you tell us you were going to do this?" <laughs> well, I don't know. We'll be seeing a lot of Portland jerseys because he'll be on every screen. He'll yeah. be on. He'll be on in every event. So I don't know if he wins one <laughs> or two, then I'm sure a few more uh, jersey sales will go up. But I'll explain the format now. Uh, the format this year it's throughout the whole Saturday night. It's east versus west. So the dunk con- dunk participants are split into two teams, east and west. On the east side, it's Paul George, John Wall, and Terence Ross. On the west, it's Harrison Barnes, Ben McLemore, and uh, Damian Lillard. The first round is just a freestyle. It's 90, 90 seconds of just, it's pretty much just a dunk line, like a layup line. It's just no pressure, no scores, just people, just each team going up and just doing dunks. So this could be choreographed. This could be a 90 minute, 90 seconds choreographed. <laughs> so it could be like we're seeing in the Winter Olympics. It could be something <laughs> on the, I don't know, on the realms of that. So for example, Paul George will go up and do a 360 and then in the flow of it, then uh, John Wall will come up and do a dunk, and it's just just ninety seconds of just dunks. Which is so, in essence, it's just a warm up, mm. and you're not judged on that. We're, we're, they're not going to be judged on that. Then in the second round, it's head to head, so that means that Paul George could go up against Damian Lillard, Harrison Barnes could go up against John Wall. So, and these will be scored by the judges. These will be getting the fifties. This will be marked out of ten. And then at the end of the night, whoever's out of them head to heads, whoever's won, so obviously because it's East versus West, West could win 2-1, 3, or 3-0, three or the East, vice versa. Then that's, and that's how we describe, that's when we know which team has won out of the East and West. And then the fans vote on the dunker of the night. So that's could be from the freestyle round and the head to head. So technically, the best dunker could not win in, for the, t- <laughs> for the team, but they could win by the fans vote. Alright, so we're relying, on, we're relying on the fans to not be stupid. So we're relying, well, we know the fans are going to vote for Paul George. <laughs> so Paul George has pretty much won. He's, he's already got the votes to be an all-star starter, so there's no, there's no reason why he wouldn't be the dunk contest champion. Well, it depends what people pull out the bag, I suppose. It does, it does. So, are you happy with that, or would you prefer the old version? Um, no, it sounds interesting. I like that they're trying to think of new things because it does get a little bit dull and we've had a couple of dunk contests that have been, what, subpar the last few years, so. Yeah. I mean, the last one that really sticks out to me is probably Blake Griffin dunking over a car and that was about it. Yeah. That hasn't really been a great one since. We've had some good individual performance. We've not really had a great dunk contest in general. Yeah, I think the fact that we've got such a strong field this year is a good thing. But then again, we said last year we had a strong field because we had a field that was made up of all these people who were known for dunking and it came out to be pretty terrible. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's an interesting one. I think I, I like the new format, but the old one worked and you had a clear defined winner. I think that's yeah. the only problem with this one is... You know, it could. How? Why can't it be a tie? I hope someone has to win mm-hmm. in, in terms of conference. So, uh, yeah, this is the main reason they've pretty much done this. I think is to get the big names in because there's less pressure. Yeah. Because we've, we've said now that players don't want to be in the dunk contest because if they don't make a dunk and they finish last or whatever, then they feel embarrassed and then that can go up against them. So if, imagine if Blake Griffin just came back in for another year and just did rubbish. Then 
people, he'll just get the mickey taken out of him and he won't be, he wouldn't be as known as a, an amazing dunker, which, which he already, which we know him as now. So yeah. this is a re, so there's less pressure, especially, I'm more excited for that freestyle round, just to see what happens. <laughs> They'll all be passing it through the legs and doing funny, yeah. stupid things to each other. Yeah, which I, I'm, I always, I want to know if they're like, if them three, or if the three members of the, each team will like get together and like practice the 90 minute, 90 seconds. Because no they're idea. not going, because they're not going against each other. They're working as a team, and when it comes to the head-to-head, that is East, an East, East player versus a West player. So there's no real pressure. So they can show each other the dunks that they're going to do. I think you make a p- good point about the the, fa- the the effect it has on like them marketing themselves. Because you know, if they turn up to a dunk contest and don't have a good performance, then especially young kids just take an instant impact of that. Like if LeBron turned up and flunked his first two dunks. Then people, yeah, people would just remember him for that. They wouldn't remember him for like, you know, the one at the end that pulled everything mm-hmm. out of the bag. But I don't know it's it's a really it's a really odd one. That I think the dunk contest. Is, I think the All Star Weekend in general is going to be a weird one because mm-hmm. we've got a new commissioner, obviously. So there's a lot of un- unknown quantities with this this All Star break. But it'll be it'll be an interesting one. I think it's on at like two a.m. on. Starts at one. Earth, I think. Well, the All Star game itself starts at one on the Sunday night. I think Saturday festivities start at twelve. Right. Which so, we've got a whole weekend of it, haven't we? So. Yeah. Well, I I love the All Star weekend. I don't care. Like some people say, you grow out of the dunk contest, but no, I always get excited. For it. <laughs> I like the three point contest and the skills challenge. That's what I got excited I for last year. I hate the skills challenge. The skills challenge is boring. Oh, but Damian Lillard was all over it last year, man. I want to see what the Greek freak does in it. I think that's pretty, I think it's pretty funny that he's in it. But who do you, who have you got for dunk contest? Who do you think's gonna pull it out? Who do you think's gonna have the best performance? Not win oh. the handover. Who do you think's gonna be the best? I I think Terence Ross is probably gonna be the best. Mm-hmm. But I I personally I like I think matter of opinion is Paul George will win it. Yeah. But I I wouldn't count Damian Lillard out. Like mm-hmm. the kid's just special. <laughs> I think it's hard. To, I think it's just. I think it's just hard to call because uh, Ben Ma- Ben Mackle. I'll just call him Ben M. Ben M. <laughs> ben M. For the Sacramento Kings. He has. He. Someone asked him about a, a seven twenty, and he said he might give it a go. Yeah, I saw that on his Twitter feed. Yeah. So that's that. That that you you win. If yeah, you do if, that, if, you win. If you can somehow do that without looking like an idiot. <laughs> I think. I think we'll see a five forty this year. <laughs> well, like you mean you s- when he flukes his 720. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, he goes for a 720 and you do a 540. He's still not being seen in a dunk contest, so you're still going to get props for it. I think Terence Ross and Paul George are in perfect dunk form coming into this. They've both had some great dunks in the last few weeks, so it should be interesting. The most recent one being the Fareed dunk by Terence Ross, which was insane because Fareed got right up in his face to block him and Ross still threw it down, so. Have you seen the video of LeBron of LeBron dunking in practice facilities? Wasn't that last night or? Yeah. Th- yeah, I saw I saw the glimpse of it, but I didn't watch the whole thing. Because I he think does the, I, he does this every I year. I know, I know. That's what I was going to say. He, you know he's doing it on purpose. You know he's like you know they're releasing that video on purpose. Every single year, there's uh, before the dunk contest, there's a video of or something like LeBron starts doing his pre-game dunk warm-ups or something like that. Mm. It's ridiculous. <laughs> we, know we know he's never going to do it as well, so that's why it's annoying. It just for I think Adam Silver should stamp, make his make his mark and force him to participate. 
Yeah. Him and Dwayne Wade are knobbly knees. <laughs> I saw that Dwayne Wade was in some bloke, I think it was on SI.com's all-star dunk contest is what who he'd want on there. And everyone was like, why have you put Dwayne Wade on there? Like, he probably couldn't even get off the floor right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. Like, the perfect dunk contest is, like... Russell Westbrook, I, Blake Griffin, Blake Griffin, LeBron. I think I'd throw Paul George in there still. Yeah, probably. I throw Paul, and, and I always want the reigning, I always want the reigning champion to be in it. I like Terrence Ross, so he just seems like a good kid. Yeah, yeah. 50, he's just, Mr. 51. Yeah, he's shorter than uh, Paul George as well, so it should be interesting. And I wonder if Paul George's extra height's gonna have an advantage. I mean, him and Harrison Barnes are the same height, aren't they, so. I think, I think Harrison Barnes might be a sleeper. Oh, I think either him or Ben M will be a sleeper. Harrison Barnes has been waiting all season for this moment. Well, yeah, because them them two actually wanted to be in it. Like they said, like a, like pretty much in like December that they wanted to be in it. So you always want the people that want to be in it, because mm. then you know that they're actually going to come prepared and going to be thinking about it. Well, he killed Petkovic, did he? If, uh, was it last year or the year before? Yeah, last year. But he's definitely got it in him. But yeah. whether he's uh, just an in-game dunker, like I said, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Well, it'll be fun to find out. Definitely, I can't wait for it. Okay, so we're just going to highlight the BT Sport games that are on this week. Um, tonight, because we're recording on a Tuesday, because we missed uh, a recording last night, because I got overtime at work, so I thought I'd take it. And Bates fell asleep watching Friday Night Lights. <laughs> Didn't fall, fell asleep with a tear in my eye. That showed you so many things to me. <laughs> So we're recording on a Tuesday, which is weird for all of us. Um, so tonight, or 3am tomorrow morning, because this is the problem with living in the UK, we've got the Thunder at the Blazers. Um, interesting matchup, two of the best teams in the Western Conference. Kevin Durant versus Damian Lillard and crew. Who's winning this one? Uh, I am a betting man. I, none of them played on the back, none of them played the night before. So fresh legs. I think Portland get it because they're at home. They're pretty good at home. And I think that they need a win against a big team just because they've dropped off a bit at the start of the season. So I feel that they will want to show that they're still as good as they were at the start of the season by going all out on Oklahoma. And obviously, the Thunder haven't got Westbrook. Mm. Well, Portland are more of a team team, aren't they? Mm -hmm. Whereas the the Thunder are sort of one-man, well, two-man army at the moment. You count what Serge Ibaka has been doing, which is... Phenomenal, but um, yeah, I, I don't know. I think Portland would would win that. Is that the mode of centre? So I won't put it past them. They've been quite even when they've played this season as well so far. So yeah, be interested. Um, and then Wednesday midnight, uh, Dallas take on the Pacers. I think that could be an interesting one if Dirk and Monterellis are playing well, which they are. And but... quietly, Paul George isn't playing that well recently. He's not shooting the ball very well. I think it's in his last six games that he's combined for the last six games he's shooting under 40% and I don't know there's not been that much talk about it but I've just been looking at the box scores the last few games and that and he's not shooting the best but I still think Indiana take it yeah they routed um, the Nuggets last night by 40 to 49 points I think it was so yeah pretty nasty to be, <laughs> to, be, to be honest you don't really want to come up against them when they've just had a great scoring night the night before and I think um, Dallas, on a, Dallas are on a back to back as well yeah and then Wednesday at 3.30 or Thursday morning at 3.30 <laughs> uh, we've got the Miami Heat at the Golden State Warriors this is going to be a barn burner it's going to be <laughs> points galore points galore and it's going to be fun as hell 
Well, if if LeBron James and Dwayne Wade and Co. all turn up, because you know what they're like, sometimes they just decide to not play or sit out. Or if they're not playing on Tuesday, they'll definitely be playing. <laughs> I think Golden, I think Golden State take this one. It's at home. It's in front of the home crowd. I think they've got enough talent to shackle LeBron James. So you they've got. Yeah, and they can shoot the lights out on any given night as well. So, and Clay Thompson's starting to shoot better as well because he was, he, as again, the last few weeks he's not been shooting very well either. And I think it's good when you play the Philadelphia 76ers. Their backcourt's had issues so all far all this season so far. So it'll be but nice when you, to see if they can hit up a rhythm before the playoffs. And when you when you've just routed the uh, 76ers, everyone's feeling. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Poor Sixers fans. No, no, that's what we want. This is what we want. Combined 88 points we've lost in the last two two games. This is right. exactly what we want. <laughs> Thursday, 1am, uh, we've got the Brooklyn Nets at the Chicago Bulls. Uh, snore. <laughs> uh, Chicago take it. Playing well recently. DJ Augustine's just, I don't know who the hell that player is anymore. Yeah, I put that on the Twitter feed the other night. I was like, this isn't, this isn't DJ Augustine. This guy is an imposter. <laughs> yeah, and against the home team, Brooklyn, they have been playing well this year, but you don't know who's going to show up. If Garnett and Pierce don't show up, then I think it will, I think the Plumley! Plumley named to the Rising Stars Challenge. Congratulations. I just, I just <laughs> feel, I just feel that Chicago will win it. The defense is too strong and, I don't understand who scores for the Brooklyn Nets sometimes. I don't understand how they get their points. I don't understand, understand who scores for either of these two teams, but you know, <laughs> it's, it's, it's an interesting one. That's going to be one to miss. If you have to miss any of these games, miss that one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Thursday, 3.30am, the Thunder at the Lakers. This could be a rather one-sided affair as well. Uh if you like Kevin Durant scoring points, then you might be in for a career high this year. Yeah, this he could, he, so this he could put 62 watching. on the uh, Lakers on well, Friday. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if they've only got five men. <laughs> oh, the Lakers were all right, were all right then. Oh, I, I got in on, what was it, Sunday, and they just they were then coming back against the Bulls. They gave the Bulls a bit of a heart attack, which I thought was funny. But this, The Lakers are 1-0 and oh when five players are... <laughs> They only have five players left on their roster. They're probably the only team in the NBA that has that stat. <laughs> Ever. Considering it's like one of the most... I didn't even realise that rule existed until <laughs> until last Thursday. Well, it's a rule that we should never really be... You should never really need to know that rule because it should never happen. Hmm. They did. Yeah. <laughs> that was the a messy game anyway. 2014 Lakers. Yeah. Thrilling... Every time you watch them. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we've been the Double Clutch Podcast. You can find us over at doubleclutchpodcast.co.uk. We're on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Double Clutch Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Double Clutch UK. You can find Bates on Twitter at Bates1991. Yep. Uh, you can find me at Matt Smashed. And uh, yeah, just use hashtag NBA in the UK to get involved with the conversation. Keep your tweets coming in, your questions coming in, things like that. We'd like to know who you think is going to win the slam dunk contest because that would be interesting one to put out to the fans but hopefully we'll bring you another how's your game very soon because the first one was a lot of fun and we'll be back on thursday night with another podcast so we'll catch you then enjoy the games bye-bye james please don't do this i just had the best year of my career i gotta keep things fresh well then let's just go to Foot Locker. they got all the fresh new gear but i have real talent can i get playback okay i wear my shirt open so you see my shirt
Is that, is that me? 